You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip. I'm also a pedal pumping content creator. I'm a foot model, and you can get links to my work and my socials on my website, MimiFootnip.com. I recently updated some things over there, uh, updated links, like Avian Stars doesn't even exist anymore, so I needed to delete that. I added a frequently asked questions section. So if you peruse that and think of some questions that uh, are missing from the list, things that you'd like to know about me, feel free to email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com with your questions and I can add those. I can add them to the podcast, but I can also add them to the website. I was just trying to brainstorm some of the most frequently asked questions that I get and that's the list that I came up with but it's it's an incomplete list I'm sure there's a lot more on your mind so feel free to ask questions uh, and go check out updates to my website and feel free to give me feedback on it if you see any little typos or anything like that I appreciate knowing about it uh, <laughs> or yeah anything else that you you want to let me know about uh, a couple of updates I started a new YouTube channel and I called it Mimi's Cars and Shoes and I'm trying to keep it uh, public, meaning all age appropriate so that it's not too fetishy. Like I guess if you, if you don't have a pedal pumping fetish, it would just be a video of me demonstrating like starting a car, cranking a car. If you do have a fetish, then you'll find it hopefully wildly arousing and erotic, but that it will pass YouTube's uh, scrutiny of what constitutes, you know, like rated G vanilla YouTube friendly content and what gets uh, like age restricted. So if I can <laughs> pull this off, because at any time YouTube could pull the plug on my whole channel, but I'm trying to upload little like cutaway bits of film from video sessions that I've done. You know, I just, I've been kind of going back through old footage and some new footage with my new Jeep Champ, my 1992 Wrangler that I just recently bought. Um, and putting together some video in kind of a blog or vlog format. So some of it has some voiceover or music. Trying to make it more YouTube friendly. <laughs> and that way I can... Um, provide you with more content that doesn't have paywalls around it, right? So that's the idea. Hopefully um, YouTube will let it slide. I've had, I've tried starting new YouTube channels and they've actually deleted the entire channel after like giving me warnings and, and then it just, they take it, they take the whole channel down, which is disappointing, but I'm trying to be a little more cautious and thoughtful about the way I present the material. So hopefully it will kind of, I don't know, like walk the fine line between just car and shoe enthusiast, uh, like video, YouTube, you know, just general YouTube stuff and 
foot fetish and pedal pumping fetish. So go check it out. Go subscribe if you would like. That would make me happy uh, because every time I see that I have a new subscriber, I um, that gives me just a little boost and I appreciate that. Um, same thing with Patreon. So I should pause to thank my patrons. Tevin, Jim, Riker, Old Dirty, DBM, Not a Golfer, MF, Rayshon, Steven, Eric F, Eric J, Crinking Fan, Rocket Man, Leo, Havaianas Fan, Robert, and Austin. Uh, every time a new patron comes on board and joins our community, it gives me a little burst of yay. <laughs> people, people appreciate this. People appreciate what I'm doing. And, um, and, and that just feels so good. So I want to thank all of you that have continued to support me and have continued to kind of carry this podcast, as well as everyone who listens and writes in with their stories. If you have a story and you'd like to share it, you can. Just email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com. And I'm happy to share it on the podcast, either anonymously, if you prefer, or if you'd like, I can shout you out uh, <laughs> and let people know who you are. I love to acknowledge people, but I'm always a little bit hesitant. Like, do you want me to acknowledge you? Uh, especially like those of you that send me gifts. I mean, it's so nice to receive gifts and I want to like scream from the yell from the rooftops like, this person gave me this beautiful gift. And, and then I think, oh, but maybe this person doesn't want to be acknowledged publicly. So let me know if that's if you're okay with that or not okay with that. Uh, I want to respect your comfort level and privacy. Uh, one more thing. We'll take a quick break. But before I do, I want to also say that I have recently uploaded a new cranking video in the Jeep and it's kind of like a horror story. It's like a creepy, like broken down stalker in the woods type of vibe. And I'm, this is the second, this is my second horror film that I, or film, second horror video that I've produced, like a cranking video. And I think, <laughs> weirdly I think this is my absolute favorite genre of pedal pumping I know that sounds crazy because I mean it sounds crazy to me to hear myself say that because I detest horror movies I cannot watch them I do not watch them um I am not a horror fan at all <laughs> um but I maybe because in my horror films, I have full control over what's happening. I have to say, though, when I watch it back, like last night, I was watching it back and I was biting my nails. <laughs> like, and I thought, oh my gosh, it's making me nervous to watch. And it's like my own video. And I... anyway, <laughs> that's, I'm really sensitive. And so horror videos, horror movies are not my jam at all. But I kind of love making them. I love like adding the creepy sound effects and music and creating the suspense and the the whole like panic damsel in distress kind of thing so anyway if you have seen it or want to see it it's available currently at clips for sale and that's the only place right now 
that you can buy it. I might add it to all my links and you could buy it from my Google Drive directly. If anyone's interested in that, email me and I, I'd be happy to, to add it there. Um, I, I feel like most people are more confident or comfortable buying through a platform and I get that. So if that's where, but you know, some of you who have done customs with me and know me and trust me and you want to just buy it from me directly, that's cool too. I'm totally open to that. Um, and that way you just use PayPal and you don't have to put your credit card through, you know, an adult website if you don't want to. So that would be like a, a plus of that. Um, all right, <laughs> let's take a quick break. And then I've got a lot of emails and stuff I want to read today. So be right back. Welcome back from the break. I'm going to start with an email about pedal pumping trigger. So this is from Leo, his first experience, and this was his pedal pumping trigger. It was just after Christmas break, my fourth grade year, 1984. I had just turned nine. I got Optimus Prime for my birthday. But anyway, the day started like any other. Mom walked me to school and we'd get breakfast from McDonald's, which was right across the street from school. We ate breakfast and headed to school. I saw Mrs. M get out of her wagon and told my mom that this was my teacher. They conversed for a minute or two. That's when I looked at her feet again. I noticed that she had pink toenails, wearing a pair of white strap sandals with a slight heel to it, tan nylons, and the heel strap on both feet were not strapped. We went on to school. I turned around to watch my teacher walk in to get breakfast and she walked away. I watched as she walked. Her sandals would tend to slap the bottom of her heels, making a soft tapping noise. I felt butterflies again. I got to class early to kneel down by my cubby hole to put away my backpack. Mrs. M walked in and I watched her sandaled nylon feet walk by me, but this time the heels were strapped in. She gently commented to me, good morning, and gave me that smile. As she sat behind her desk gathering her paperwork, the rest of her students started coming into class. I then sat at my desk waiting for the 8 a.m. bell to start. Bell rings and everyone begins to get seated to begin. We do an attendance and get our books out and our homework ready. I really have all my stuff ready. Why? It was like clockwork. I've noticed the routine. Attendance check. Get your books out. Get your homework out, please. In a gentle tone, of course as everyone did with this Miss M. On cue, would reach down and undo her sandals and with her right foot, slide them next to her purse. She then walked down the front row, collecting our homework in her stocking feet, which I admired watching. She then walked the row in front of me and I could not help but watch those pink toenails wrapped up in those tan nylon stockings. Forward to first recess. I went to the restroom and came out to the hallway. Ms. M walked past me brisk briskly. Oh, Leo, can you help me with a box? Yeah, sure, I said. It's in the back seat, and I need to put it in the storage in the classroom. We went outside to her car and got to the back passenger side, and she had a startled look on her face. I asked, Ms. M, what's wrong? Ms. M replied, I forgot it at home. I have to go back and get the papers. She told me to wait here by the office, and she'll be right back. I stood by the sidewalk in front of the office. Her car was parked in front, so I had a view of her sitting behind the wheel of her big station wagon. 
I stood there watching and I noticed her look down towards her feet and then reach down like she does at her desk. Her reaching with her right hand for something and following her movements, like picking something up from the floor and placing it next to the middle of the front area of her car. Then picking up something with her left hand and placing it in the middle as well. I was thinking, did she do what she does behind the desk in the car? The engine started and she put it in reverse and she started to back out. Suddenly stopped. The tires kind of slid on the loose rocks in the road because of the lack of maintenance on the paved parking lot. Her driver window rolled down and she was trying to tell me something. I couldn't hear what she said, so I walked to the passenger side because she had reversed pointing the station wagon to face the exit and she rolled the passenger window down. Now this was the trigger to my pedal pumping fetish. I'm standing at her passenger side window, my shoulders level with her side view mirror, and my view of what I saw next was forever embedded into my memory. Now I just watched her do the same movements behind the wheel of her car as she did behind the desk. I originally stood there thinking about it and now got to confirm what I thought. I saw her sandals sitting on the floor on the hump in the middle below the dashboard. Her bare nylon covered feet holding the wide brake pedal and her pinky toe was hanging off the edge. I locked onto her feet, her left foot resting flat on the floor. She asked me to make sure when recess is over to make sure everyone is seated at their desks. Of course, I didn't catch all of that and I would most likely not remember to do that, but it was a good thing she got back in time for class. It was the first time I felt strange. My heart beat pretty hard. Sweaty hands and butterflies in my stomach appeared again. I experienced my first pedal pumping encounter. Throughout my fifth grade year, I would swing by her class and say hi, always seeing her with her shoes off. A few times, I'd see her after school as she got in her car and I'd watch her movements. Another time, I saw her at the local foodland shopping. She was in sneakers, though. It was my sixth grade year. I got to get triggered even more. Right before spring break, getting breakfast at McDonald's, Ms. M rolled up in an 87 Plymouth or Dodge van that morning. I was walking to school by myself since early fifth grade. I lived only a mile away, so walking wasn't too bad. That morning, Ms. M offered me breakfast, and of course I couldn't refuse. She opened the door to her van and got out wearing a black button top, white slacks, and black heeled slides, but no pantyhose this time. We waited in line, and she asked me what did I want. She looked at me again and asked, Did you get taller? I haven't seen you in a while. Saying it with a grin, Yes, I did get taller, I replied, and then I asked for a sausage biscuit and a Coke. While waiting for the food, I was staring at her feet again, and this time without nylons, noticed that her feet were pretty veiny but still looked soft. She slipped her right foot out for a second and exposed her toes. The color today was red. Food was ready, and she grabbed it. Quickly turned around at me and asked, Do you want a ride? I could not refuse. We walked to her van. I quickly got around to the passenger side and placed my backpack on the floor in front of me. She gets in and hands me the breakfast. I place it on my lap. She tells me, I know school is just across the street, but I'll save you the walk. She giggled, telling me this. She then inserts the key into the ignition at the same moment, swung her right foot toward an open area below her left leg, shook her leg in a short kicking rhythm till you heard the soft thud of her black-heeled slide hitting the floor and came out her right 
bare foot landing onto it onto the brake pedal gently. The red toenails stood out from her fair skin-colored toes. It shined in the morning even though there wasn't much light. She turned the key and the van fired right up. Her foot rested near the bottom of the brake pedal and her toes started to spread as she applied pressure. At this moment, I began to feel butterflies again and my hands were getting damp. I noticed the gas pedal on the van wasn't like the Ford she used to drive, being positioned at a more upright angle than the Ford. The gas pedal was a little more flat and narrow. She shifted into reverse and moved her right bare foot onto the gas pedal, making contact by using her three toes, the big second and third. The last two curled down as she applied pressure to the pedal. The van backed up till she was satisfied that she could make the turn going forward. We got to the edge of the driveway and I watched as she applied the brakes again, bottom of the pedal, applying pressure, toes spreading, and she began twisting her right foot on the pedal. A pivot twist on the ball of her right foot, her foot slid up the pedal too, and as she did that, you could hear the van edge forward from the driveway to the road. The traffic light turned green for us, and there were cars waiting for the light on the opposite side. She quickly got on the gas from the brake. Using her most of her right foot this time, it was a quick double pump. I felt the van go pause a little and go again. We got through the intersection and I returned my focus back to her foot. She pressed gently with the big toe and the second with the rest curled over the side. It was a quick ride and we were in the parking lot in the stall near the office entrance. I thanked her for the ride and I got out and said goodbye. Later that year, she made a get together for our sixth grade group because we were her very first class she ever taught. Ms. M, thank you for the memories. I love this, Leo, especially your reference to Foodland and McDonald's, because now that I live in Hawaii, it's crazy. Like there we have a where I live, we have a drive through McDonald's and there's always a line of, I kid you not, like eight to 12 cars. Maybe like a couple times that I've driven by, I've seen like four to five cars in line. But usually the drive through like snakes out and through the Foodland parking lot. <laughs> And Foodland is something we don't have in California. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I like all these island references. Very cool. McDonald's is like a big deal in, in the Hawaiian Islands, apparently. Or that's been my observation, and I feel like this kind of confirms it. Like you're eating sausage, biscuits, and Coke before school. That that <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> anyway, I love this story. I think that, um, you know, I was talking to Matt. He's a, a friend of the podcast, uh, and I was thinking about, we were talking about how teachers kind of are natural pedal pumpers in a way. Like there's this vibe that we have of being kind of like strict and commanding and um, kind of buttoned up and sort of a, a like, you know, an air of authority, but also like tenderness and patience and and care and concern, but we're also kind of nurturing and can fall apart if if we're put under too much stress. Like we can handle quite a bit, but um, that there's something about that like teacher personality that seems to just go hand in hand with some forms of pedal pumping. And um, I I I feel like your story kind of illustrates that as well. So 
Thank you so much for sharing. And I've got more of Leo's stories in the queue. And if anyone else has pedal pumping stories, it could be a fantasy story. It could be fan fiction, which is also fun. I love reading stories about myself <laughs> doing crazy stuff. Um, it could be a story, a true story, your first first time. Uh, anything that you want to share, you can email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com. I do ask however, that you don't send me unsolicited nudes. Someone's been doing that recently and I don't appreciate it. So please don't send me any nudes um, in my email. Okay, next up, I have an email from Eric F. He says, Aloha Mimi. <laughs> I'll bet you'll be fluent in Hawaiian by the time you depart the islands, including all the customs. I just have a feeling. Okay, I'm gonna stop here and say, um, I really do want to learn Hawaiian and or at least be able to learn some of the the common vocabulary words and I was at the local grocery store it wasn't Foodland it was KTA I think that's the other one um, and it was really cool because they have signs around the store with words in Hawaiian like frozen pizza and they have the word like on the frozen pizza glass like frozen pizza case and it says frozen pizza in Hawaiian and there's like a little QR code that you can scan and there are learning resources online it's really cool um it's it's a lot more the language is a lot more accessible and it's really such a beautiful sounding language and I feel like if I'm living here just out of respect, I need to work on my pronunciation and learn how, because all the, you know, names of people and things, like I found a mechanic uh, and I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. So I, something I'm working on. So I don't think I'll be fluent in Hawaiian by the time I leave, but I do appreciate the vote of confidence and I am going to give it my my best shot. Okay, let me continue with Eric's email. So I listened to the Puddle Pumping podcast now on my way to work site today. Heard about Champ and his 300,000 miles. So it sounds like he has a 4.0 liter straight six engine, which if basic regular maintenance is performed can be obtained. You mentioned the steering being loose. You have the right term for it. And yes, the steering box or gear is more likely, more than likely the culprit due to the age of the motor. The steering gear is probably just worn out. Eric goes on to give me lots of advice, lots of helpful um, tips and his thoughts. And I'm going to kind of save those for myself privately. Champ um, is, he's a, he's a four-cylinder. And I have no idea about his maintenance records uh, but I did get the steering box vocabulary <laughs> diagnosis correct, maybe. I'm still going to take it to a mechanic. I'm working on that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I have no idea if it, what I'm in for here with this Jeep, but, um, but thank you. I want to thank you so much for all the um, helpful, helpful info. You also... Um, said that uh, I'm going to read another part of the email. It says, you mentioned the Jeep that Daisy Duke drove. That Jeep's name was Dixie. Daisy was probably somewhat responsible for the development of my pedal pumping fetish along with heels and hose fetish too. Catherine Bach drove Dixie wearing nylons and strappy heels. Some scenes you'd even see her pedal action in heels and hose. 
She didn't switch to sneakers or flats like what they'd try to do today. She also drove the Jeep, did a lot of the stunts in it too, and didn't switch to an automatic to do some of them. Have you seen Death Car on the Freeway yet? I can resend the link for download if you need it again. So, yes, the um, Dixie, that's the name of the Jeep. And I totally, I think that that watching the Dukes of Hazard, watching Daisy Drive Dixie was probably one of the biggest influences of my, like, Jeep obsession. Um, There's just something so cool about that whole vibe that I loved. Um, And there's also... um, Eric also shares another tidbit. When they made the Dukes of Hazzard movie, Jessica Simpson was cast as Daisy Duke. So I was watching those behind-the-scenes shows with the director, cast, etc. Well, they interviewed the stunt coordinator. So one scene, Daisy was supposed to drive her Jeep, which for some unknown, godforsaken reason, had fucking doors on it, away after she convinces these two cops to look at her undercarriage to distract them from looking elsewhere. So they look, and she was to drive off. So what bewildered my mind, which still does, the stunt coordinator said that Jessica wasn't able to drive the Jeep wearing high heels. The scene didn't allow for a cut, so Daisy was wearing flat-heeled boots, which was a major disappointment. So my issue, Jessica Simpson has her own shoe label. She even designs and wears the shoes she designs. They're not flats. They're fuck-me heels. I own a couple pairs. They're made to narrow. But I can't believe Jessica Simpson couldn't drive an automatic Jeep wearing, what, maybe four-inch heels? So the the scene was redone with her wearing flat boots. Those boots sucked. Catherine Buck strappy ankle strap sandals heels were three to four inches with no platform, and she'd run in them in the dirt, sidewalk streets, drive a stick shift Jeep with stockings on, and always drove the stunts in the Jeep. I don't get it. Dude, I don't either. I own a ton of Jessica Simpson shoes, like pumps and strappy sandals, high heels, wedges. Um, Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, whatever. Maybe she personally can't drive. I mean, obviously she can't drive an automatic jeep in heels. I don't understand though that like that doesn't make sense to me. People ask me that all the time. Can you drive in high heels? Like the bear shit in the woods. I mean, I don't know. Like it just seems <laughs> sorry for my vulgar. <laughs> uh but it just seems to me like yes, if you can like to me driving in high heels like it's harder to walk in five inch heels than to drive in them. Like, I don't, I don't understand either. I, I feel exactly the same way. And it really does baffle me if you, you know what I need, maybe this is a business opportunity for me. I need to open like Mimi's school of high heel driving and I can just train <laughs> drivers who want to wear high heels while driving. I will train you how to drive. Uh, a stick, an automatic, whatever you want. I will train you how to drive in high heels. It's not hard. It's 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 really not hard. Anyway, um, Eric has some more info for me. And then he says, anyway, keep your heels high, Eric F. Thank you, Eric. I always appreciate all your detailed 
concern for my um, mechanical issues. One last email is from Nylon PP Fan who says, Hello, Mimi. Love your podcast. Haven't missed one yet. Yay. I figured I'd send you a quick email with regards to your question about Daisy Duke's white Jeep. Her name was Dixie. I was born in 1970 and at a very young age, I already had a huge attraction to seeing women's legs and feet in shiny nude or suntan nylons. At the same time, I experienced an odd feeling I couldn't explain when watching a woman cranking up and driving an old car. With all that said, as a young boy watching Daisy behind the wheel of Dixie in her short Daisy Dukes, shiny suntan pantyhose, and strappy high-heeled sandals, I was smitten. See this article clip highlighted from a quick search of the web and a link to follow it. So he sent me some some more info, info about Dixie and Daisy. Happy pumping, Nylon PP fan. And it looks like he included his email or sorry his youtube so let me open that yeah okay so he has got a youtube channel with 1.61 thousand subscribers and it's called nylon pp fan so i'm gonna hit subscribe and if anyone else is interested subscribe to his channel um i i'm saying his i i i'm not sure it if you're a he um, nylon PP fan, but um, so subscribe to their channel <laughs> and um, and thank you. Yeah, thank you for addressing the Dixie. I just totally drew a blank. I knew I knew the Jeep's name was Dixie, of course, but then like in the moment when I'm podcasting, I'm like, where did where did my brain go? <laughs> anyway, you guys. Have a really great weekend. I hope the tax man, for those of you in the U.S., I hope the tax man didn't get you like he got me this year. Taxes are due soon, so pay up unless you're getting refunds, which if you are, yay for tax refunds. I had to pay. (sighs) So with that in mind, (laughs) uh. Keep your heels high. Have a great weekend, everybody. See you next week. Treat yourself to some pedal pumping. If you like pedal pumping horror, check out my new video. And stay safe. Love you guys. Bye.